Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, July 31st, 2021, and this is day 1240 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, glorify you, and praise you. Thank you for this beautiful Saturday morning that you blessed us to see for waking us up and allowing us to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is understanding your value defeats worry. Understanding your value defeats worry. And we have to understand this. Worry is a spirit of fear. And God, of course, did not give us a spirit of fear, but you know, it happens. It happens to us. And uh, I know it's happened to me many times. <laughs> so I, I totally get that. But I, I want, the Lord wants us to uh, grow stronger in him and understanding he is our everything and cast our cares upon him for he cares for us. So let's learn more about that. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 34. Luke 12, 22 through 34, Jesus is speaking and he is giving us the real deal low down, <laughs> like he always does. All right, he says, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, so they don't work <laughs> like we do, okay? I mean, they don't do any of those things. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Jesus is telling us that. How much more valuable are we than birds? He says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? So he's saying it's senseless. It's, it's, it adds no value. All right. Um, he's saying, he says, since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. 
and your father knows that you need them, but here's what we do. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. So Jesus is the kingdom. Uh, God is the kingdom. He is the kingdom when we rest in him. All right. And um, we're now, once we are believers in Christ, we're in the kingdom of God. So seek that. Learn more about God. Learn more about his dwelling. He says in verse 32, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. There's the kingdom again, right? Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. <laughs> For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your treasure is in things, that's where our heart will be. If our treasure is in the kingdom, that's where our heart will be. All right. So point number one. This world system teaches us to be consumed with things, what we have, what we don't have, the neighborhood we live in, the size house, the number of bathrooms, the type of car we drive, the designer shoes and purses and clothes, the, the country club we belong to, the people we associate with, and so on and so on. You know, we were talking with the youth yesterday and talking about acceptance and love, just accepting everyone for who they are as they are. Uh, we're not here to change anybody. Doesn't mean we have to agree. It just means that we show the love no matter what and uh, the love of God. Now, we didn't go through all that. We just told them about, you know, not putting other people down because they may not look like you or dress like you. And so the facilitator asked them for any examples of things they had gone through and are seen. And they were sharing a story uh, about someone that had some tennis shoes. And, and they must, I don't know how old they were at the time, if they were in middle school or grade school, but they ran in the classroom so excited, the one student, because they had some new tennis shoes that lit up. And everybody just laughed at them and made a mockery and made fun of them and said things like, do it again. Let's see it light up. Do it again. And they did. And they laughed at them uh, because they were older kids and not little kids that would wear those shoes. And they weren't Nikes. It is really a shame uh, that this is what has come of it. Uh, our children uh, not all. I'm just saying um, how that is important if you don't have the right kind of shoes, especially the right kind of shoes. And if they're not those particular shoes, then you are made fun of. And it, and it And it's a shame, but what we have to teach our children is don't worry about what people say. 
<laughs> Don't, we, we have got to build and strengthen value in them through the word of God. And that's the key. Uh, otherwise, they'll be in fights and all kinds of things. And, and so we have to instill in them that no matter what you have, that's not what makes you. That's not who you are. And never laugh at someone else because of what they do or don't have. All right. So when these things don't meet up to this worldly system, we begin to worry. Sometimes to the point of doing something that can harm ourselves, our families, and innocent bystanders. So being aware of the fact of how it makes us act uh, when we get to where we're worrying, we're usually harming ourselves. Point number two, worry stems from fear. It's a secondary emotion derived from fear. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that sound mind is the mind of Christ. When we take on the mind of Christ, we only do what Christ does. I do what Jesus do. <laughs> now, when we get caught up in our flesh, that's when worry can come up on us. And here is the treatment for that, because we're not always in the spiritual realm. I, I, I know, I know it's just not that way 100% of the day. That's just, is we're in this world. And so the key is to begin to talk to ourselves uh, using God's words, saying what God says, start talking to ourselves saying, I'm a child of the King. Uh, Satan, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Or if you don't know any scriptures, if you don't know anything else, you know Jesus. And you just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You say his name over and over until you are no longer in that mode of fear. And every time it comes upon you, you say it again now. And and then uh, as time goes on, you'll you'll begin to know more verses, know more scriptures, you know, and you'll be able to say these things out loud to you, to yourself, okay? And then your spiritual man is getting stronger and now it's in control. Now things get back into the word. I have to do it all the time. I'm just saying I have to do it on a daily. I have to be equipped. And that's the other thing. We have to equip ourselves with the word of God. We have to saturate ourselves before we even leave our house. If possible, do it. If not in your car, you're praying, you're listening to, you know, the word of God. You're listening to the podcast. You're listening to worship music. You are getting yourselves geared up before you step foot in that worldly system. Because when you walk in the place, every demon is freaking out and scared and running or trying to create havoc so that you are not effective. If you could only see what's happening in the spiritual realm, I mean, every moment, then you'll know, aha, uh -huh, the enemy is trying to knock me out so that I'm not effective because you are being extremely effective. Uh, all along you've been. Many souls are being saved and people are feeling comforted with you in their presence because it's not you, it's Jesus working through you. 
Now that we know fear is a spirit, we know that we can't fight it in the flesh. We fight it in the spirit. Now, I'm going to go to um, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse starting at verse 10 and uh, through verse 12. Just and I, and I encourage you to get this down, Pat, this whole <laughs> 10 through, uh, you know, through the end of this chapter, through verse 20. And, and this is Paul speaking. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's how we function, in his mighty power. The way we're strong in the Lord, spending time with him. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And one of his schemes is worry to keep you from functioning, to keep you from fulfilling your purpose. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Yes, they're in the heavenly realms. They're not uh, in hell right now. They're not under our feet right now. They are in the heavenly realms, and they are trying to create Havoc, as a matter of fact, they're not trying, they're doing it. But they are trying to get to God's people and they know that the t their time is drawing near. These are the last days and it is getting tougher. That is why we have to get tougher in God's word. We have to do it, okay? In order to fight the spiritual warfare, we must be kingdom-minded. And this is what it's about. We have to have, to have on our full armor of God. And that is the belt of truth, the the, the breastplate of righteousness, um, which is, uh, you know, when we are with Christ, we, when we are in him, we are, we are right in right standing with God. Okay. Our foot gear, which is the readiness to spread the good news of Jesus. We need to have a, our shield of faith. All right, because that's where the enemy throws those fiery darts at us. We must have the helmet of salvation and the sword, which is the word of God. Now, that's our full armor. Don't leave the house half dressed. <laughs> All right, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so being kingdom minded, that's about obeying King Jesus, focusing on what the word of God tells us to do. Tuning out the worldly signals that are ran by Satan, who comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. We were driving home yesterday. We were just about two blocks from our church. And we saw a, a young woman who a lot of, t there's several of the young women that are walking the streets uh, right now uh, and where our church is and we're praying for them. You know, there's many times God will bless us to bless them with something to eat and water. And uh, they come to the door while we're working with the youth. But she just dumped over a trash can and scattered trash all over. You know what that was? That was an evil spirit working through her. Those are demons. Because demons come to destroy. If you've ever noticed, they create havoc, uh, division. Uh, quarrels and fighting and dissension, that's Satan's work, right? Just the opposite of what the Lord gives us, the kingdom of God and life in abundance. 
He gives us the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these are the byproducts of the mind of Christ. Okay, this is, this is what Jesus has. So do we. Jesus wants us to cast our cares unto him, for he cares for us. He wants us to trust him, not in man, things, or money. We, we, we uh, must not, we uh, must trust him uh, with, I'm sorry, my own writing. When sometimes I scribble this all down really fast as the Holy Spirit gives it to, to me. So we must trust him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. When we do this, we're now able to relax in the Lord, understanding how valuable we are to him as we re- release in his perfect, I'm sorry, as we relish in his perfect love, which destroys all worry. So when we just relax in the love of Christ, and and, and I'm not saying you know, you're not going to go through some things. We are, y'all. It's going to be that. That's why we must be geared up at all times. Don't let your guard down. And when I say that, don't, don't begin to take off the armor. <laughs> don't relax it. Don't say, well, I guess I can, I don't need the word today. Let me go on and lay it to the side. I don't need that sword today. I don't, I don't need that helmet of salvation today. I, I don't need to walk in peace today. Oh, yes, you need it every single second of your life. And even more so, y'all, the things that are coming up, the things that are happening, the 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 things that are, that are being said and, and all the fake and fake news out, you know, in social media and 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 all the mixed versions of God's word that's mixed with the world and mixed with Satan that that a lot of people are believing in. Oh, we need to be equipped. And we need to know this word for ourselves. All right. I'll never forget when we lost things. <laughs> we had bought a duplex, converted into a single family home. It was absolutely beautiful. It was in the city where I love to live. And right in the hood, what people call the hood. Now people are migrating over and buying up houses right underneath the poor people's noses and uh, taking it and um, anyway that's a whole other story but yeah we had that duplex and all of a sudden I would say within a year and I had a business that was thriving my husband was doing great at his job and then my husband got sick he was not able to work like he was before he had had a few heart attacks 9-11 hit which was a disaster all by itself, harming many people. And my business suffered because it counted on, it was a hospitality industry type business. And we were about to lose our home. They were going to foreclose on our house. We could no longer afford it. And uh, we filed bankruptcy, which made our credit even worse. So many things, one after another after another. We lost vehicles. We did not know where we were going to move. Every place we looked, the they didn't even meet up to what we had, not nearly. 
and the price was way more. And I didn't want to move out south Kansas City, but God had a place for us there. My husband wanted to. He wanted a little house with a big yard. He wanted a pool table. He wanted a ranch-style house. I like living in the urban core with a little, not much grass, <laughs> a nice big building. And he got exactly what he wanted. God gave us such favor through those days. And I'm going to tell you something. It was about three years straight uh, with losing stuff. So much so that even a lot of the things that we had in our duplex. Now, you got to remember, that duplex had to be at least 4,000 square feet. I mean, because it was, the each duplex side was huge. We moved into a place now that was about 2,000 square feet. And so we couldn't even bring everything. We had to let a lot of things go. I couldn't bring all my shoes. <laughs> I had one room just for all my clothes and shoes. Had to leave a lot of stuff that was really that really meant nothing. And and I I had to learn something huge. How valuable I truly was and how valuable God was to me. And I always had money in my pocket. I earned it. I didn't go taking it. I worked hard for it. And it. I was doing good to have change pennies in my pocket during that time period. But God provided in every single way. We did not miss out on anything. We had plenty of food. When we moved in, we needed uh, the first month's rent, which was $1,000 plus security deposit and last month rent, which was an additional $2,000, did not have it. The woman that was renting it out to us uh, knew me. We were talking on the phone, came, come to find out we knew each other from just networking. And she says, Jackie, it's yours. Uh, I said, my credit is screwed up right now. She said, no worries. Just come up with the money. It's yours. That's God's favor again. Didn't have that 2000. I was like, okay, Lord, now what? See, that's that's what happened. I got to a point where I wasn't counting on myself anymore. <laughs> God made it to where I had to count on him from beginning to end. See, we I was always known for having a backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan. <laughs> One of our young men in the class said to me yesterday or the day before, so what's the backup? What's part? What's plan B? Uh, I said, I'll have one. <laughs> the Holy Spirit gives it to me right then. I've learned to just, not, I don't. I mean, you know, it was common then. God changed my whole sphere of how I did things. And uh, I'll never forget asking my brother to loan me $2,000. And he did. And he even reminded me, hey, when are you going to come and get this money? And I'm like, okay, I wasn't used to having to ask anybody for anything. And it was an humbling experience. And I needed that. God needed, he was breaking me down. And so got the 2000. I had a plan on how I was going to pay my brother back. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay you back this much every month until it's paid. 
And as we drove away from each other, he calls me on my cell phone. He says, you don't have to pay me back. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I am, I am. No. I'm like, all right. And I just cried. <laughs> and um, so many things like that happen, one after another after another. And I told you, my husband wanted a pool table, right? When we moved into the house, there was a pool table in the basement. And the landlord said, well... I said, what are you going to do with that pool table? They said, well, we're giving it to the person that's going to lay the carpet in the basement in exchange for the work they do. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, no worries. But the house was a ranch. It had a big yard, all the things my husband wanted. And uh, a month went by. They never laid that carpet. So I talked to the landlord. I said, hey, they never came to lay the carpet. And he goes, oh, really? I said, well... I said, well, my husband knows how to do it. He could fix anything. He's, he, and he could, and he still can. He's just, you know, can't get around as well as he used to, so he can help others do it. So he goes, well, your husband can have the pool table. He lays the carpet. I said, oh, great. Thank you. And he did. And he did. <laughs> and we began to enjoy uh, just life, you know, uh, and didn't know from week to week, month to month, I mean, how and got, you know, how we were going to get funding. My husband ended up getting, uh, you know, um, un not unemployment, disability, temporary disability at that time until he was able to get permanent disability pay. I, I had to come up with something else to do. Um, it was just to bring in money. My kids worked. They were teenagers. They contributed. They were all a part of this. They were not left out. We didn't make it a secret. You know, they were a part of it. We sat around the table, talked about things and and they said, well, we'll get paid. We can help mama. We can or they would buy their clothes, things like that, that helped so much. So now in their 40s and late 30s, they're stronger. They know how to be resilient and they know what it's like and how to survive um, in Christ. And the Lord blessed us with the best landlords ever. Um, when anything broke down in the house, they let my husband fix it because they knew he could fix anything. And um, he would fix it just like that. And then and then we'd say, do you need um, receipts? They go, nope. How much was it just deducted from the rent? They didn't ask for any of that. It was such a blessing. And then the three years was up of the lease. And they said, do you want to renew your lease? And I said, well don't know yet. And I was waiting on God to give me an answer uh, to all of us, to me and my husband. And then my sister calls. She says, Jackie, we got this house. They were buying and renting out houses, you know, at the time. And it looks just like y'all. I'm like, really? Yeah, it needs a lot of work. And I know how much y'all like to rehab houses and how much you will fix them up. And like, okay, looked at it. Oh yeah, it was in bad shape. <laughs> Even the appraiser that came by to look at it, he says, you're going to live here? We're like, yep. We said, okay. And we fixed on that house day after day. My sister and her husband at the time provided the the finances to fix it because they owned it at the time. Uh, the appraiser came back the second time because every time they drew money, they had to get it appraised again. He goes, you've done this to this house? <laughs> I mean, even the neighbors were like, oh my gosh, we hope that it's not going to be another meth lab here. That's what it was before. Um, anyway, God blessed us. And uh, even during what seemed like the rough times, 
I learned how to not worry. I learned how to cast my cares unto the Lord. And even now I have to catch myself and let it go and give it to God. There are going to be many things, y'all, that's going to come up at us. I have stories after stories I could share, but I don't want to take up your much more of your time. The key is that you understand how God loves you, how valuable you are to him, and how much he wants to fight your battles for you. He says, let him fight it. He said, I didn't equip you to fight it in the flesh. I equip you to fight it in my power, (laughs) through the power of the Holy Spirit. Without it, you cannot fight this warfare that we're in. So first step would be to accept him as Lord and Savior. Secondly, uh, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm going to pray for right now. Okay, first of all, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, Father, those who are saved, that have accepted you as their Lord and Savior, right now I speak the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, that they're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost right now with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that they think it not strange and understand and know and reading the book of Acts, starting in verse chapter one and understanding what it says about that. And Lord Jesus, that they will be equipped with your power right now, those that are willing and accepting of it. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you for it. I love you all so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Please share the messages with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.